Welcome to Fur What It's Worth. I'm going to blow your mind. An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. But I'm but I'm not going to blow it as, as hard as I wanted. Sometimes things get a little not so fresh, if you know what we mean. Do you imagine if we did a 20-minute podcast show? You, yeah, it'd be like you talking one, one thought and that'd be it. It'd be like penis, penis, and then Tugs will make some sort of joke. And then at the end, the game. There you go. <laughs> so we freshened up. Um, oh, Ichi's talking about peppermint Oreos. God damn, why are we talking about Oreos again? Stop with all the Oreos! I love Oreos. <laughs> that's so gross. All I'm thinking of is somebody shitting in a pie. Yours. That's such a disgusting thing. But uh, people do weird things, that's the thing. Enjoy these sick new beats before those two fools, Rue and Tugs, show up and ruin it. Like, like, did you have to go to shitting in a pie? I couldn't think of anything else. Could you now, have said anything I, else? yes, now I would have said like I like to put on clown makeup and fuck. All right, it has been so long, so much time has passed, and finally it is here. Season eight of For What It's Worth is finally here. So we're only gone a month. I know, but it's been forever. That like a month in furry years is like years. <laughs> <laughs> so today it's season eight, episode one. One is the loneliest number. That is so sad. How come we're starting with a sad episode? I don't know. Ask the guy who came up with the topic. Rui, why did you was, come up with this topic? I don't know. I think it was just like depressed, having my menzies or something like that. And I just decided yeah, that I wanted to have a sad topic. Me. So today we are going to be talking about, um, well, Your dick. we'll save that for later. Yes, our my dick. My dick <laughs> is actually doing really well, Tugs. Thanks for asking. Wow. <laughs> we didn't even make it a minute and a half in and we're already on penis. Uh, isn't you know, that what every furry podcast is about nowadays? I we don't know, used but... to be called the clean cast, remember? Yeah, but like all things. <laughs> All things come you, to a piece. Are you going to introduce us, or are you just going to talk? Uh, so I am Rue, Ruchi C. Lexico. Yes, the C stands for cookie. And this is my esteemed co-host, Mr. Tugs. Mr. Tugs. <laughs> or I could have called you Mr. Puppy Bear. I have to tell you that story. That's right. That's the thing. <laughs> Go for it. No, tell wait. us your story. I'll no, tell you this in a is... bit. I'll tell you in a bit. No, but this is the moment. <sighs> okay, fine. What have you been up to, Tugs? Oh, there we go. I just need... I needed my cue. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, okay, so what I have been up to, uh, I moved a little bit further south, and I've got to tell you, life got 10 times better. I can walk to the grocery store. I can walk to the Menchies, and that's really all you need. No, um, I can walk to the pharmacy. Like Everything I need, I can walk to. And everything is close by uh, where I wouldn't walk to that place like friends and like the mall and whatever. So much better. I love I love it. Um, That's also, really nice, Tugs. I mean, I know uh, that for you, it was like two hours drive to like work or something like that. It was yeah. crazy for you to be yeah. able to hang out with somebody. It was like to be able to plan something with somebody you had to like open up your little book and like, uh, yeah. I can maybe fit you in next Maybe a month from now, next Friday. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't. Homie, don't play that way anymore. <laughs> and yeah, so like my husband's commute went from the same two hours to 15 minutes. Much better. I bet much. that's so uh, much nicer to be able to reclaim those um, couple of hours. 
I know. I, I've been using them to try and catch up on sleep, which is the next thing. I love sleep. And I just want to remind everybody that sleep is good. And the joke of I'll make it up later, it doesn't work. It's not like that at all. They've done studies and it's not good for you. Don't skip sleep. Get eight hours of sleep. At Even, least... you know, I think the studies are stupid when the, when it's like, oh, when you're older, you don't need as much sleep. It's like, uh, yeah, I need that sleep. Like, I've tried going on five hours of sleep and or for, you know, a lot That's less more. sleep than that. And it's just it's it's like hell. Yeah. And it's it's so, so bad. Um when you don't get enough sleep. But the thing about it is uh, I I'm going to gloss this over for time's sake, but there's an article I read on NPR. They did an interview with a sleep scientist, sleep study professor person. Anyways, uh -huh. they're really, really knowledgeable about sleep. Your body's ability to get deep restful sleep. Like when you were a young teenager diminishes rapidly. So by the time you're 40, you've, you've lost about a third of it. That sucks. So, so get your Z's. Pro that's probably why I don't dream as much anymore. You dream. Right? You just don't remember. Yeah, I do dream. I dream some uh, pretty weird shit. Anyways. Uh, so other things I've been up to, if you may have noticed that we had a topic change. Well, I did go to California. I did take everything. We were all set to go. And unfortunately, we had to call abort on the spot, which it happens. You know, sometimes we have to make a quality call. And is this the story that you were going to share? I'm getting there. <laughs> uh, but I just wanted to address the fact that people are like the first furry where to go. It didn't happen. Sorry, guys. We, we I, I did go down there and I did I did meet him. Um, I just sometimes, you know, it just doesn't work out. So but while I was down in California, I went to the mall and uh, this is a, a bit of a story, but I'll try to make it as fast as I can. I I have to interrupt my going to the mall story with another story, which is I visited Salt Lake recently. One of my friends had these wonderful like they were crystal mugs like steins but they were carved and super like just comfortable in the hand, just the right weight. It's weird. It's like you put it, you, you picked it up and it felt like a glove. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's really nice. He's like, it's Tiffany. And I go, Tiffany, who the fuck shops at Tiffany that I know? He's like, you were a gift. And I was like, Oh, and he wouldn't give me the damn mug. And so they had a Tiffany store in California. So now we're back to the original story. And I was, I, it was a big one. And I was like, I want to see how much this ridiculous mug is, which, you know, for Tiffany, I was expecting it to be like a hundred bucks. It was 50. Um, oh. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll take this mug because it was just so cool. And I, I was just chatting with the, with the sales lady, super nice. I had my two friends with me who we all were like, we clearly don't fit in here. And I hand her my, my card. But the thing about it is, uh, that card, I didn't think I was going to get. So they said, what name do you want on it? I put Tugs Puppy Bears. Just like, they're not going to give me this card. But they did. Uh, Tugs so the first Tug, card. Tugs Puppy Bear? Yes. Ah. So, so yeah. So my, my card says Tugs Puppy Bear. I am also an additional card holder on my account with my legal name. And uh, I handed it to her. And no one, I've handed this card to people a hundred times. No one notices. No one has said a word. And she noticed. She comes back. She goes, is Tux Puppy Bear really your name? And I go, it's a stage name. And and she was like, oh, okay. And then you, you could just tell she wanted to ask questions. And so <laughs> in Tiffany. And I'm so gonna, she's like, real quick. are you, 
are you do or do you sing? I'm like, do I look like I sing? No. Well, what do you mean stage name? What do you do? And I go, oh, you know, I, I do I do a show on the internet. Oh, what kind of show? Oh, you know, just about you know nerd culture, sci-fi stuff. Oh, really? Do you do you do something specific? Like she wouldn't like I have like the stack of answers I give people when I don't want to get into the conversation to just keep moving along. And she was drilling through all of them. And, and and the thing is, is about the fourth question in, she starts ending everything with Mr. Puppy Bear. And I was like, what is going on in my life? And, and what? Pause for one second. What's going on? Garage band crashed. So it wasn't recording my end? Nope, we are at uh, six minutes and 20 seconds in and garage band crashed. Fuck. Okay, but Zencaster's Zencaster. We'll just finish the segment on Zencaster. Okay, sorry. I was trying to... Okay, now we're going to continue. Okay. So, <laughs> Tug's Puppy Bear. Yes. Like, that... I mean, Mr. Puppy Bear. That is amazing. Like, I can't believe that she was just sitting there. Like, I mean, that, that would have been interesting, especially in that particular store. <laughs> right? Mr. Puppy Bear, how can I help you? Well, the thing is, is so then she's like, okay, now we need to register the product to you. How do you want to be in the system? We're going to put it in this puppy bear, right? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so, like, so like everything, like she finally, she drilled through these questions and she was like, okay, what? They, when, she, when she drilled through, she's like, okay, what is it? And I go, okay, it's furry. She goes, oh, like the costumes. I'm like, shh, say that in Tiffany. <laughs> Like if it would have been any other store, I wouldn't have cared, but it's like, it's fucking Tiffany. And uh, she was so into it. She had to say puppy bear every possible moment. And she registered it and she said, okay, now whenever you come in, everyone will call you Mr. Puppy Bear. And I'm like, are you, are you serious? Like I, I'm not, I'm not upset or embarrassed by it. I was just so caught off guard. Have you tested that theory? Have you gone back? In fact, I had to, because I, I brought, so I, I didn't use this mug. I flew home. I, I needed to wash it and I called them and I was like, oh, hey, I have a question. They go, oh, Mr. Puppy Bear, we see you bought the mug. What what question? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's going to be your new name. I, you're no longer Tugs. You're just Mr. Puppy Bear. I mean, that makes me sound really dapper and cool. Like I need a bowler hat and a fucking mustache. What the hell? Though? <laughs> like, it's, like, oh, man, I hope someone who's listening to this works at Tiffany because I that would just tickle me to no end. If you work at Tiffany, email me. Um, but like, yeah, it was so unexpected. And my friends were laughing so hard. And they, to this day, because we all play Splatoon, they're all like, oh, Mr. Puppy Bear, every chance. So that's well, what that's, that's an awesome story. I'm glad that, I mean, you messaged me like a month ago and it's like, I have a story to share on the show and you have to remind me. So I'm, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what have you been up to? Awesome. Well, let's see. I've been laying children. No, um, so I went to the Pride Parade um, down in Provo and I got in suit and what had um, what are they being proud of? (sighs) What is it because it's not Pride Pride Month or something? No. What is Provo having a Pride Parade about? What are they? Oh, I don't I don't know. It was it's definitely a different scene than the one that they have up in Salt Lake. They have. Um, I, I hold on. I still need to get over this. Provo had a. I'm assuming you really mean a gay pride parade. 
Yeah, it's a gay pride parade. In yes. Provo. Yeah. All right, Provo. that's it. I'm out. Right across from the brand new Provo Temple. Oh, Anyways, um <laughs> so we had a sign that said get get hugs or you you know give free hugs. And basically we we went there to stand kind of close to the the free hugs um sign that they have like i don't know if you've been to pride parade before but they have um a mormon booth that's there that's um i was hugged by a mormon they give those stickers out and stuff like that and what i wanted to do is actually have stickers that said um i was hugged by a furry and like just be right there with them <laughs> uh but instead i got lays and on the other side of our sign it says get laid and I just gave a whole bunch of lays out to a whole bunch of people, including kids. That was kind of a little bit awkward. But, you know, whenever kids came up, we would hurry and switch the sign back over to get hugs. <laughs> but I ended up giving them lays, too. So, yes, I am I not a pedophile. Keep talking. <laughs> um, the and then I wanted to talk to you a little bit, just real quick. Nintendo Switch Online. Oh, they ran out of online. Did you see? What? They sold out of online. Oh, shut up, Tugs. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't believe that that there's some people that believed your little... A lot of people believed it. So, for the people that don't know about it, please let people know. So, Nintendo launched their online service. It's 20 bucks a year, which people bitch about. Oh, my God. It's like you spent 360 bucks to get the console in one game. Shut up. Uh, But anyway... uh, yeah, they sold out of online, like within 24 hours. I don't see what they're complaining about. Xbox's subscription is $15 a month. That's our lovely audio guy, uh, Voss, if you're just tuning in. He's in our our lovely Why sound booth. start the podcast <laughs> randomly at that point? That's weird. Anyway. <laughs> what? If you're just tuning in, like it's just... <laughs> I, I don't know. That was beautiful. I love that you did that. Don't stop. But I just was like, who's going to turn on the podcast randomly at that point? <laughs> and I did. Anyway, um, yes. I'm okay with it. I, I just wish that I'll be honest with you. I do wish that the NES uh, it's at this particular point that look, okay. For the longest time on the virtual console, they've been charging $5 a pop for their NES games. Okay. Yeah. It's at this particular point. Um, the file that they are using is just the same exact file. They didn't convert it. They didn't do any changes to it. It's quite literally, they could have gone to a website, downloaded their ROM, or just pulled it from their um, from the, the game console itself and just put it in. Like, that's that's how it is. They don't really make hardly any changes whatsoever. Yeah, you know that they just ported the NES mini code over, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. But... And needless to say, it's it's at this particular point that I think that if they really wanted people to get excited about their NES games, that they should have just been like, hey, guys, here's all of the NES library, and we're going to do it at the very beginning. That would be something that people would get really excited about. That won't and work. then a year from now, be like, here's the SNES library. They don't want to do that. I know they don't. They want to milk it for for as much as they possibly can. But come on. I'm not excited about... um, Playing Mario 3 for the 99th time? It's not something I'm excited about. I don't care about the NES I mean, at the same exact time, I'm 
100% okay. Like I I paid $5 for a year subscription for Nintendo Online. And that's because I went through a family plan and I oh split it up with eight other people. You're dumb. Why am I dumb? Because if you, <laughs> this goes back to that whole that whole uh I wish I had my Jew button. Okay, people people have said I'm going to get eight people so that I only pay five bucks a month. If you can't pay 20 bucks on your own. It's not $5 a month. It's $5 a year. Yeah, sorry. Five bucks a year. If you can't pay 20 bucks on your own for a year, you but probably shouldn't get online. I know, but people are just being so stingy about it. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I didn't have to get a family plan. I got one just so I could get my friends on that. Like they, they make seven bucks an hour. Like for them, that's, that's a lot of money. Most people though, are in that boat. You well, know? it was more or less for me. It wasn't something I set up. It wasn't like, hey, friends, let's do this. No, somebody approached me and was like, hey, do you want to be part of the family thing? And I was like, sure, why not? Oh, $5. Here you go. Okay. Oh, okay. That's different. I thought you were going out going, hey, guys, let's save money. And I Absolutely was, not. You oh, totally hey, would. guys. Hey, hey, for what it's worth, listeners, do you want to be part of Rue's family? <laughs> subscribe today no like i i have a couple friends that are like in college so they don't have jobs right now and stuff so i was just like hey I'll, I'll i'll pick it up for you don't worry about it like i don't care about the cost i just want to be able to game with them you know all right tugs it's time oh it is time okay will he reuse another one is he ready is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. Thank you, Fire Breath. I am ready this time. Here you go. It says, you, are, you will soon receive help from an unexpected source in bed with a cookie. Nice. <laughs> uh, somebody unexpected is going to climb in your bed, Tugs. Give you a cookie. And welcome back. I really hope that you got some help from an unexpected source. And now, <laughs> on potty break? <laughs> yeah, on potty break. A disembodied hand so. is going to appear. <laughs> and just help you. Give yep. you a little white. Oh, so we have our lovely guests. We have Mafalme. Hi, Mafalme. Hey, how's it going? Who are you? And did I say your name right? Yes, you said my name right. It's Swahili, Yay! so it's very hard to pronounce. And <laughs> a lot of people get it wrong. Uh, I'm Mafalme. I'm a lion in Rochester, New York, and uh, I'm a college student. How long have you been a furry? I've been a furry for about seven years now. Yay, I love Zencaster! Oh. That's still going. Oh, Zen going? Yeah, it's still going. Oh, go I, I mean, I... I lost for a second, but I'm back now. So, Connection. let's restart that question. Yeah. Here we go. Beep. Also, no, no garage band. It is not cooperating whatsoever with me. How long have you been a furry? I've been a furry for about seven years now. Um, I teach now about the furry fandom, and I've brought 
a lot of new people to my area. So so tell me, how do you teach people about the furry fandom? What do you do? Yeah, I go to all my local anime and sci-fi conventions, and I host a panel about the furry fandom, and I teach about it and bring people into it. That is amazing. So are you like an admin over a local community Oh, or no. No, I'm not. Uh, my local community actually doesn't like me, surprisingly. But uh, <gasps> what? But I was one what? of the founding uh, members at 12 years old. <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. Um, so what was your last con my, that you've been to? My last con was uh, RockCon, uh, short for Rochester Convention. Um, and it's a sci-fi convention. It just happened last or earlier this month. And uh, yeah. So Tugs, do you have any uh, any fire fire burning questions that you want to know about Mafame? No, I'm just glad that my phone eventually I learned that it lost wasn't Maflame again. because it kept spelling it Maflame. I'm like, who's Maflame? <laughs> oh, so it's been spelling Mafame Maflame. Yeah, which huh. doesn't work. So uh, we have another guest. We actually have a twofer. Hello. oh who is this voice that just all of a sudden appeared out of nowhere this is oaken hi oaken who are you i'm a fox and where are you from i'm from utah and what do you do here in utah uh besides having lots of fun um i'm a admin for the local free community here and i help organize meets and events uh, including a few of my own. Uh, what are some of your own? I host one at a local um, club. It's called um, Fluff Party. It's a furry party night at one of the gay clubs. Awesome. Awesome. Yay. And- Yay. That came in really loud. <laughs> I don't care about your ears. <laughs> so how long have you been a furry? Oh, actively I've been three years now um before that it was about the time around high school so if you count that all together it's about 13 years do do you have a testimony of the furry yes okay blessed be thy furry (laughs) (laughs) uh so what con have you been to last my last convention was uh denver actually Oh, cool. The revival of RMFC. How did that go? And how was the revival? It was a lot of fun. It basically, I, I was there at the last one in 2016. So it basically felt like they just picked up where they left off. Um, it was run really well. Um, there was a few hiccups here and there. Um, the thing that was notable about it was it was the biggest first time con ever at like, I think, 2,100 attendees. So they did uh, a, a great job and had a great turnout. So it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, thank you both of you for joining the show today. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate your expertise on this particular subject. So today we are going to be talking about breakups. Dun, dun, dun. Somebody have a sound effect. Yay! (laughs) Oh, yay. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about our topic, Tugs. Well, people fall in love And then they fall out of love. And sometimes when you fall, you break things. Usually that means it's someone's heart. 
So Rue, for instance, has broken my heart many times. <gasps> I'm sorry, Tux. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Disney has broken my heart many times. But there are also the serious kinds of breakups where like, your life literally ends for a while and you become a bitch for months on end. And that's what we're getting at today, correct? Yes, that is correct. I don't know about the bitch part, but yes, that is correct. <laughs> there's Well, I, I, I'm sure we'll get into it, but there's definitely an anger phase. Uh, involved Definitely. with breakups. And that's when you become the raging bitch. So let's turn to our turn to our guests right now and just ask them, you know, how much breakup experience do you guys have? We'll start oh, with I have plenty of breakup experience. Even though I'm at a young age, I still have uh, a lot of experience. Um I I need to be in a relationship. I'm kind of the kind of person that needs to be with somebody else. And uh, I don't take relationships uh, short. So all my relationships are long. So whenever I have a breakup for one of those relationships, it's rough. Okay. Um, I'm just turned to middle age. I'll leave you to that to, up to your imagination. You're not um, even 30. 30. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shh. Don't say it. He's loud. gay death. Um, You're very handsome for 30. And I mean uh, that sincerely. Thank you. Um, I basically only had one uh, really good relationship so far in my life. Um, a lot of that was because of school and stuff. But um, since joining the fandom, that's kind of when I've gotten involved into um hanging out with people and having a good time. And I, you know, finally met someone one time. So, so question for both of you, are you the heartbreaker or heartbreaky? Ooh, that's a good question. Heartbreaky. <laughs> um, it's flip flops <laughs> for me. It just depends on who the person is. I was rarely the heartbreaky though. Mostly. So yeah, most, mostly most of the time you were the, Ah, yes, this is what I wanted. A <sighs> heartbreaky and a heartbreaker all in one episode. This is going to be fantastic. What are you trying to do? Create a war? Yes. Okay. So we have a couple of emails. Tugs, do you want to go ahead and start with one of those? Uh, sure. I will read um, roulette. I'm going to read Kit's email because I want to. So that would be uh, the third one on this list. Kit says... Hello to the cast and crew of Foa and the guesties. This is Kit. I thought that I would chime in about the topic of breakups. In my experience, breakups are a pretty universal form of loss. A vast majority of folks have gone through breakup at some point in their lives. My biggest piece of advice is to allow yourself and other folks to have, to express, and to process the feelings surrounding the breakup. Folks can rush through the stages of loss. It can be a means of getting over the ex in the relationship. I used to force myself to get over a relationship as fast as possible, and it would backfire on me. Nowadays, I find it's more helpful to face my feelings and then to process them. I find this to be true even if it hurts, and even if it takes a lot of energy to do. With that said, what are some of the ways that the guest and the cast have expressed and processed their own heartbreaks? I think that This American Life did a good job with the discussion of music, and yet there's other ways to express yourself and your feelings. That's all I have for this email. I hope you're well. With eight cookies that are baked with love, Kit. Ah, eight cookies. Oh man. Ah, have so I have I experienced and processed my own heartbreaks? Um yes. 
Although I have, I, I don't fit into the standard mold. Uh, I have dated and I had a boyfriend and he was, he was actually really manipulative and abusive and I was young. And so I eventually just kind of came to loggerheads and I told him to fuck off, you know, took care of, I had to stand up for number one. Uh, then I met the person who I eventually ended up marrying, but we dated for 10 years before we even had the option of getting married and we took a break in the middle of it. Um, but I do remember that I was, I was a bitch. I was a bitch the whole time. And uh, during the breakup period, I was just angry at everything because I felt like it was my fault. And it wasn't. And music was huge for me at the time. I was very into rhythm, music rhythm games. Um, but I parlayed that into being music like my husband and, or boyfriend at the time. We had songs and they would be like our, like little eras of our life that like had a theme song that we just felt resonated with us. So Tugs, what is your breakup theme song? I don't really have a breakup theme song. I don't like to ruin songs that way. So I'd find songs that were like empowering and stuff. Uh, it's been so long though. I don't remember what it was. Uh, honestly, I, w- I would take rise or firework though. If I needed to pick an out an anthem now. Uh, what about Mafame? Yeah. What, when what's I was your breakup song? a younger child, um, I used to be very emo. So I would obviously go to the emo songs and my breakup song was usually I'm not perfect by simple plan. It's a really, really one. sad one. <laughs> so what, what was it that um, just because that particular song? most of the time I, cause I'm a pretty messed up person. I'm going to be honest. And most of the time I think it's my fault. And so I think, Oh, I'm not perfect. So what about you, Oaken? Do you have a particular like song that that resonates with you? It's really hard for me to like correlate music to emotions. Uh, a lot of that's because of the type of music that I listen to. Um, but I would say that for me, music kind of helps me um, process it in a way uh, and channel it in other ways, necessarily um, compared to like maybe helping me uh, resolve those emotions. So back to the email, do you guys have any comments on the email itself? Any thoughts that were running through your mind? Dead air. (laughs) It's okay. Um, I'll talk a little bit about myself because I'm really good at doing that. Um, So I've gone through heartbreak in my lifetime, you know, it's it, and I'm not going to go too much into detail, but you know, I've fallen in love with somebody. And then all of a sudden it's just like that person was just no longer part of my life anymore. And that was really hard. It was really hard to go through that. It was like, I trusted this person. I loved them so much with all my heart. And I would have been with them still to this point. I probably would have still been with them to this day at the same exact time, you know, looking back, you know, those particular things, that heartbreak helped me to be able to lead me to the person that I am today and the person that I'm with today as well. And so, you know, as we're talking about heartbreak, I, 
I personally don't feel like that heartbreak is, um, I mean, and nobody enjoys it. Nobody likes it, but there are benefits from it. And it helps you to be able to find the person that you were supposed to be with. Because, I mean, if you think about it, we've all had boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever. But every single one of those people that led, led you to the person that you're with today, there was a breakup that happened in order for you to be with that person. I think for me, processing the emotions of, of my breakup, um, one of the things I ended up doing was I ended up uh, buying an iPad and getting back into art and doing things that um, I enjoy doing, things that I was passionate about. Um, like I said, I organized meets here in, in Salt Lake, furry meets, and that's kind of like a passion for me. So I, I went and sought out things that I could do to kind of just help me keep going rather than um, dwelling on the past and, and dwelling on those really difficult emotions. I, I, I think that I have a question on this, which is, and, and I'm asking it because I think a lot of people can relate to it. Weren't you in a distance relationship too, or wasn't it one that went local and converted to long distance? Uh, it was local and then went long distance. Well, that's really hard. Oh my God. I mean, I know that that's how a lot, I mean, of relationships that have ended is um when that changes you know from long i mean you know you're there you're there with that person you spend every day with them and then they just they're they're gone they're not part of your life anymore and that i'm sure was super super difficult to go through well um, a lot of furries get into distance-based relationships because of interests and because of the modern internet and so forth right where it's just like I, I think it's actually more notable for me to find someone who just started dating where the person that they're dating is local to them versus online. Like I'm always like, Oh wow, you found a local. It's like, it's like people are more serious about things. Like it's like, Oh, you have a relationship with a local person. Like there's a chance there. <laughs> kind of. Well, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel that way when somebody's like, I fell in love. I'm like, you did. And it's like, yes, I fell in love with somebody online. And I'm like thinking in the back of my mind, oh, poor you. <laughs> like, I'm such a terrible person, but it's the truth. That is what I am thinking. And I know it's not uh, right for me to judge. I know that they're, and we've talked about long distance. I don't think you're being judgy. And they do work. I don't think you're being what? judgy. I think you're, okay. you're, you're, you're kind of playing the statistics on that. Like you, those are the odds. Normally they don't work out. They don't. And it's, I don't know. It's, I just. They're hard. Go ahead. They're hard. That's what I was going to say. They're just really hard. Like long distance relationships, I think take five times the work. They do. They definitely do. Um, Afame, have you I been in a long distance relationship and has it worked out? Um, I don't think I could ever take myself to even be in a long distance. I need that personal connection i need to see my partner every day yeah that's understandable so um let's let's step back just a little bit about this particular topic like mm -hmm. you're so mafalma you're the heartbreaker so you you were Most the one them, that broke yeah. up with these individ these individuals like most of them. So 
what is that particular, what's that process like? Because I, I'll be honest, I've never been on that side. And so I've never been the heartbreaker. Um, so what is it that goes through your mind of why you've chose, why you choose yeah, well, it's to, to definitely move not move forward easier than being the heartbreaky for sure. It's definitely tough on you, but, um, most of the people I broke up with, uh, they either would not agree with my views or they would not grow up. So I chose to move on and get a better person, you know? So, Oaken, you were a heartbreaker at one point in time. Um, Double agent. Double agent. Yeah, you're the heartbreaky and the heartbreaker. So tell me, like, um, how was that for you as far as, um, you know, going through that particular process? I would have to say for me in that situation, I didn't feel like we were in, like, a real relationship knowing what I know now after my last one uh, where I was heartbroken. And so we, we just didn't really have a, a close emotional connection. So for me at that time... Um, I just didn't feel like I get, got along with that person. And for me, it was very easy just to say, you know, you know, this isn't going to work out for me and move on. But I did get to see how it affected the other person as well. And it was very difficult for them to handle. So, Mafalme, how, I, well, first of all, Tugs, do you have any questions? Sorry, I feel like I'm like, here's questions. <laughs> no, it's fine. You're doing a great job. You're hosting. So, Mavalme, tell me a little bit about your, um, I am so sorry, I lost my train of thought now. What was the last thing that you said, Oaken? Um, talking about uh, my heart, the heartbreaking thing I did to someone else. Oh, and it was hard for them. Yeah. Mavalme, what was, um, you know, when you broke somebody's heart, how, oh, they, how did they of react? Of course, always the cry and the please don't go um but i it was really tough for me to say hey look it's not working out we need to you know see other people and it it was just as rough on me as it was to them but i had to be the bigger person you know and i i think that a lot of people don't see that you know a lot of people don't see how difficult it is for people to go you know, bring up that, you know, gain that courage mm -hmm. to be able to say, okay, this isn't working for me and be able to move forward. And, you know, I want to commend both of you for, for doing what's right for yourself and not just, you know, being in a relationship because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So. All right, Tugs. Time for break. Yes. Okay, it's time for news from space. Yeah. And then more space. sadness. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. Welcome to season eight. It's been a while since we were last on the air, and quite a lot happened. Unfortunately, I'm a bit sick, so I'm going to try to go easy on my voice. That means this will be a shorter-than-usual show. That being said, as of Friday, September 28, here are your space headlines. 
Blue Origin's BE-4 engine has been selected to power the Vulcan rocket ULA is developing. The competitor, Aerojet Rocketdyne's AR-1, still runs on RP-1, which means it doesn't achieve as high of thrust as the BE-4, which runs on methane. The AR-1 comes in a two-nozzle configuration just like the predecessor on the Atlas V, the RD-180, and it provides around 500,000 pounds of thrust at sea level. The BE-4 can provide 550,000 pounds in a single-nozzle configuration, and there will be two of them on the Vulcan, effectively doubling what the AR-1 would have been able to provide the vehicle. Japan's Hayabusa 2 asteroid probe recently saw a pair of tiny autonomous robots touch down on the surface of Ryugu. As it approached, it beamed back some rather startling images of the asteroid, currently around 322 million kilometers, that's 200 million miles, from Earth. The probe is going to collect samples before late next year and bring them to Earth, landing in Australia in December of 2020. The final Delta II rocket saw its launch a week ago as of the time of this recording. It carried the ICESat-2 satellite into polar orbit, designed to measure the thickness of sea ice so scientists can monitor growth and retreat of the polar ice across yearly cycles. With the retirement of the Delta II, it closes out with a record of 155 launches with only two failures. One of those was only a partial failure due to a solid fuel booster failing to separate and the payload went into a lower than planned orbit but it was able to use onboard fuel to achieve its target. The other was one of the single most spectacular rocket failures in the history of the space program. Just search YouTube for Delta II GPS IIR-1. It is incredible. It's the end of an era. Farewell, Delta II. SpaceX recently announced changes to the BFR. It's longer again, now ready to stand as the tallest rocket ever built once more. And now it has what some inaccurately called fins, making it look very 1950s pulp sci-fi. Elon himself said it looked very Adventures of Tintin. Those fins are really more like flaps since they don't generate lift, they only work to create drag. There are a few other changes that took a backseat to the other, bigger announcement. Japanese billionaire Yusaka Mezawa has been revealed as the private passenger that will ride on the first mission around the moon on the BFR. And he hasn't just bought a seat, he's bought pretty much the whole rocket. He's looking to enlist up to eight people, each a different kind of artist, to travel with him on this Apollo 8-style trip around the moon. It is going to be a massive art project called Dear Moon, and it's got everyone talking. You can expect to hear more about this in the coming months. Well, that's all my voice is good for this round. Stay tuned for the next episode of For What It's Worth for more. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. Hey yo, this is Kit, and you are listening to For What It's Worth. We've mentioned it before, and soon it becomes reality. That's right! For what it's worth is giving away a Nintendo Switch console, along with eShop keys for Splatoon 2 and the Octo expansion. You do not need to live in the US and Canada to be eligible. Wait. Wait a second, how can you live in both the US and Canada? That's a question for Tugs, as he's the one who's written this announcement. Anyway, on with the show. Contest just needs to be legal where you live. 
Are you a proud owner of a Switch, Splatoon 2 and the Octo expansion? Don't worry, we'll convert your prize winnings into eShop credits for your region! How cool is that? Details on how to win will be provided soon, but we'll give you this teaser. If you've ridden in during this season, you're already entered. For what it's worth, top and bottom giveaway. Details coming soon to forwhatitsworth.com. Not affiliated with or endorsed by Nintendo. Prizes not coming from Patreon funds. This does not mean we will be getting naked either. Okay, there we are. Okay. Three, two, one. And welcome back. It's season eight. My penis is so big now. I love my therapies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tugs. I'm Tugs, <laughs> Mr. <Fuck>. Puppy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Puppy Bear, Puppy Bear, Puppy Bear, hi, Puppy Bear. All right, Mr. Puppy Bear, please tell us who owes oh, our, yes. owns okay, our let me souls. Get the music going. Fuck! What? Stop! This is for real. Okay, so we have sold out for another month to our Patreon patrons. If you think you're not making a difference to this show, you're full of it because you're making a huge difference to us. And so, as we listen to the beautiful choir behind us and pay worship, we will now name our patrons. We have Simone, Lucar, Snares, Skylos. What are you doing on here? Let's <laughs> uh, see. Guardian Lion, um, Sig, Loki Mutt, Rifka, Hot Sauce, Ichi, Kit, and he still, he keeps saying, I'm going to stop. Uh, but he hasn't, and I'm glad about it. Cody, the Doritos Locos Taco from Taco Bell. Wait, Dorito? What? Cody's not the Doritos Locos Taco. <laughs> taco. If you want Words to support the show, go to patreon.com slash FWIW, type in your credit card number, and then email us your social security number and mother's maiden name, and we will be sure to take care of you. I know we push it a lot, but, you know, it really does help the show. Like, we quite literally, before, we were paying out of pocket, and it's nice to be able to be like, oh, yay, we get I know. to we be don't able have to, to like, like scrap and scrimp for uh, online and stuff, you know? We can. It's like we have to have, like, serious conversations amongst us and be like, hey, Tugs, it's your turn to pick up the <laughs> <Pretty> bill. <much. laughs> All right, back to the topic, yes? Yes, back to the topic. And so far, it's been pretty good. I mean, overall, it's been, you know, very heartbreaking. Well, but you yeah, know, so let's let's punish easy. Oaken. Oaken, read an email. I think Oaken likes being punished. Go ahead. I'm going to do the Miski one. So, hello, peeps. A common portrayal of breakups is one of failure. Therefore, someone must be to blame which leads to conflict and people who used to care about one another never speaking again. In reality, neither or both of those parties could be to blame, 
and you don't have to hold that against the other person. Sometimes relationships need to come to an end. I think a lot of people fear breakups more than they should. They can be really important step towards being happy. I have been through them and I understand the pain and heartbreak, but it's important not to hold the importance of a relationship above the importance of the people involved. Just because you love someone doesn't mean you have to stick with them if there are problems that you just can't resolve. I'm still friends with an ex who I love dearly, but our needs and boundaries are incompatible. I think staying together would have led to a more painful breakup ultimately. I look forward to listening to the show and I hope it won't just focus on the bad. Yours, Fluffily. Fluffily. Misky. So, Oaken. Fluffily. So, Oaken, because you are the reader, you get the first response. So, talking from your experience, what do you have to comment? It definitely takes two to tango in a relationship. In that, I mean... Both parties have to be invested in in the relationship and, and, and putting something towards each other. Um, I've, I've watched other relationships happen with some of my friends, and you can tell when one one party is putting in all the effort and the other isn't. And it just it never really ends well because, uh, you know, one person's feeling slighted or they want their partner to do something or something else, and and they just aren't meeting their expectations or or holding up their end of the into the relationship. And in those cases, I can, I can definitely see, I mean, you can still feel love um, without going into like a lot of detail that I think there are different kinds of love too, besides uh, just loving someone, you know, uh, some people love each other sexually. Some people love each other as friends or because they do something that they like or that they can share their common interests. Um mm. But if you don't connect on on at least one of those levels, or ideally, I would think you connect with most of them with somebody that you're going to be with, then um, you know, then it's probably not going to work out. And like you say, like the the like Misky says, it's probably. I think you're hitting on something really important here, and it's something that I have only come to realize as I've gotten into my 30s, which is there are different kinds of relationships, and it's not just like friend and boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. There are, like you said, there's sexual relationships, there's emotional relationships. You can be very emotionally intimate with somebody and not have anything physical going on, and vice versa. There's a spectrum of all kinds of different ways to relate to people. You know, as far as with heartbreak, my question is, is like, I just wish sometimes that like I've dated friends in the past, you know, and it's sometimes I am still friends with them even after the breakup. But sometimes it's really difficult for, for that to happen. There's been people that have been part of my life that I really love and I really care about, but we're no longer together. And it's difficult for me to, you know, through that heartbreak and stuff like that, to not be able to still be there for them, even as just a friend. And I know that, you know, no matter what, if you, you, you can always try, you can push, put in a lot of time and effort to be able to be that person's friend, but it's just never going to be the same. It's just, I, I don't know. What what do you feel, Mafame? Like, you've had relationships where 
you know, you've been the breakup, the people breaking up with you. Like, what is the, um, what is the connection that you what? have with those individuals afterward? Whoops. Uh, but what do you think? Do you think that there are different types of relationships? Oh yeah, there are definitely different types of relationships. And I agree with Misky 100%. It definitely takes two to tango and it, it is a delicate balance of connecting um, each person back and forth for sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. Breakups are tough. I agree. Um, but yeah, every relationship requires a different amount of respect and love from each person. And if one person puts in more than the other, um, it definitely doesn't work. Well, the other thing though is, is here, I, I, I hate to quantify it that way because the thing about it is, um, 50, 50 is ideal, but 50, 50 is not always reality. Like, you know, as long as both people feel like they're getting what's fair, I think it's more important than actual quantity. And a lot of people focus on, well, I do this 10 times and you do this five times and that's not cool versus like, I feel like I'm carrying all the weight and you're not, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, like in my current relationship, well, my final relationship, cause we're engaged, uh, you well before when I had a job, I used to be the one taking us out on dates and taking us to movies. But now he's the one supporting us, and it's kind of weird, honestly. I'm used to just being the sugar daddy, as you will. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got I was like, are you sweet and diabetic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's uh, I, I've been in a lot of relationships where, you know, it was, it was very sugary and I'm glad that I'm not in one. Like it's, it's hard. It's hard to admit that maybe it's not working out because then you're opening up the door to, am I to blame? Am I like, where's the fault? You know? And, and the thing about it is, is I always look at it like it's, it's a really dry way of looking at it, but it's like, look, if you put a piece of software in a computer and it says, sorry, I can't run this, you're incompatible. That's fine. But admitting that you're incompatible to somebody isn't saying that you're bad or that they're bad. You're just, you have a different list of priorities. You know, you both want different things and it's better to be honest about it versus try and run it just like incompatible software. Right. Yeah, that's completely true for sure. Because many people, you, you know, you're not going to get along with anybody just off of the street, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like, what do you, what do you expect? Do you just expect that everything's going to work? Of course not. People grow and people change. People aren't static. And so they, they, there will be inevitable changes that you're like, well, I guess that didn't work out. Should we go ahead and read the next email? Yes. So the next email is from Shane. Shane says, dear, wonderful cast of for what it's worth. Hopefully these personal experiences fit today's theme. And please forgive me for not being completely transparent. I want to protect everyone's privacy. Although I've never been involved in a breakup. My life has been greatly influenced by one. My parents divorced when I was five years old. I have no memories of them together. My parents, older sister, and I proceeded to leave the church. Both sides had Oh, had been part of for five generations. I was seven or eight when I started getting close to remarrying. The woman who became my stepmom knew 
Oh, sorry. I probably won my mom or dad. Uh, the woman who became my stepmom knew she would have to find a role in raising two children without pushing our mom out of the picture. 19 years later, my dad and stepmom are still together. I have two younger sisters and the age difference between us has sometimes made it hard to establish closeness with them. My parents are just about always going to be some of the most important people in our life. Knowing what happened between my mom and dad is something wondering if they and my stepmom love me. There have been times where I felt more love from the dogs and cats than them. My older sister's fiance has been in the picture for half my life, yet there are aspects of life that kept proceeding as if nothing had happened. My dad and I are the only ones with the golf bug, and I have it worse than him. Right after I had a great time at Ringo Star concert, I played two rounds of golf, 27 holes, on just five hours of sleep. More importantly, we were encouraged to go to school and take our education seriously. Doing that has made our lives better. Lastly, my only piece of advice of anyone going through a breakup would be to keep yourself level-headed. Getting caught up in the emotions will impede clear thinking and keep you from realizing what is more important moving forward. Shane. That was really good advice. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's good, the greatest advice, though. I think it's important for you. I think – let me start <laughs> over. There is – there is a, a thing that we all try to avoid doing, and I think we do it because we don't want to appear weak, which is we don't want to say how we feel. And the thing about that is the way that we feel isn't always logical, right? For instance, like, let's just say, like, where you know me, like every now and then something will set me off and I'm just pissed off about it unrealistically. And I have to just kind of work through it. And it it's one of those things where, like, if I felt like everyone in the room, I could just say, look, this is just pissing me off and I don't know why. And people are like, okay, like that would make things a lot better. And I think we all have fallen out of habits as adults saying, I feel this way, but in, in the second half of that being, but I know it's not reality. Um, and, and so like, if you're in a breakup, it's okay to say, I just, I feel really torn up. I feel this and that. And that way you've expressed it. Someone says, Hey, I get it. I get that you feel that way. It's a valid feeling. It's just a feeling. And then, and then you can bring logic into it. And if we were to do better at that, I think we would all be a lot I agree. healthier. I think that people are very dismissive when it comes to somebody that's going through a breakup because everybody has their expertise and their feelings. And then they're like, don't worry, it will get better, you know? And, and, and that's helpful, but at the same exact time, it's almost like saying, you know what, you're going through this right now, but you know, it's just not your feelings aren't valid or important or my breakup was worse than yours or like they start talking about their breakup. Like if you're going to help somebody focus on them and, and try to save the, I mean, try to save like, this is, this is my story. Like make it about them, help them out with their particular situation. It is about them. They're the one that's going through the heartbreak now. And I yeah. think that, and let them yeah. feel. People don't give other people our opportunity to just open up and express their feelings. So I agree with what you're saying, Tugs. So I want to actually ask Oaken a question because, I mean, sorry, Oaken, I, I know you enough. Like, I know it's hard for you to open up with your feelings and really express your emotions. Um, Like, how... How have you been dealing with your recent breakup and, and some of your emotions? Well, like we talked about earlier, it's definitely a like the stages of grief sort of thing. Like at first it's, you know, denial and I don't, I don't know the order of it, but, you know, you have the, the denial, the hatred, the anger. You can go through that remorse. in any sort of order. Yeah. And, and just 
all those things. Um, lost my train of thought. Sorry. It's okay. You were talking about um, the stages of grief and going through all those, no matter what. I mean, you're going through them at different different points of order. Ask me the question again. Um, so, Oaken, you have had, uh, had experience with a recent breakup and you have, um, you, you, you're an interesting person in which you don't express your emotions very often. And so how is it, how is it for you, um, to go through, uh, your recent breakup? So like we talked about before, um, with a breakup, you'll go through, you know, the stages of, of grief, anger, denial, um, regret, all, all those feelings that you feel. And I think for me at every stage, it was a little bit different in how I handled it. Um, I know for a fact that during that time period, uh, like Tug's mentioned, you have the bitchy period, uh, I definitely was cognizant of that, but it kind of felt like it was a separate part of me that like, I, I just kind of from inside, I was watching how I was acting on the outside and I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, so can I ask you if you were to give yourself, I mean, at this particular point, I understand that you're still going through some of those feelings. It's very fresh. I mean, your breakup happened like, I has it been a year now? Just under. Just under a year. So a lot of the emotions are still there. What type of advice would you have given yourself at this particular point when that breakup happened? It's tough to say for me because with any tragedy or issue that I've had in my life, it's more about, I don't confront those feelings head on. I kind of just ride out the emotions and, you know, like they say, feeling your emotions is the best way to get over them, I guess. But at some point it's like, when, when you feel like this, like, when is this going to stop? Like, and I guess that's just a part of, of the breakup, you know, it's, it's hard to get over it. Well, it never goes away though. That's the thing. Like you, you kind of just, it becomes a comfortable bedfellow, you know, a small one, but it's always there. You, anyone can go back to a traumatic point in their life and, and get all flustered about it. Right. And so I don't, I don't know if it's a good thing to expect it to go away. It's probably better with any trauma to expect that you, it becomes minimal later on, you know, I mean, you hear the saying all the time, time heals wounds. So time just makes exactly. them sting less. So oh, you're right. It doesn't heal. It just stings less. I think too, for me, and maybe this is just like first love sort of thing. Um, being that it was my, the first time I actually felt like I loved somebody. Um, and, and maybe that gets easier with future relationships that you have with people. And, and when they end, maybe it's a little easier at that time, but being that this was my first true love that I felt towards a person, which I think I described at one point, it's like having meat hooks in your chest and 
when that when it gets pulled out, it really hurts. You're listening to For What It's Worth, brought to you by For What It's Worth brand grain alcohol. When you are desperately in need of the sweet, calming, numbing embrace of darkness, think for what it's worth. The world is a terrible place. A real man would drink his problems away. Why deal with your problems when you can shut your brain down by force? For what it's worth, brand grain alcohol can do that lickety split, guaranteed to not make you go blind for longer than an hour. And it's cheap, so you can rest easy knowing your wallet is full and so is your liver. Oh, and there's this Patreon thing ruined tugs do. You can support that if you haven't reached a point where you feel like life is meaningless. Also, I'm being told that I'm contractually obligated to remind you that if you are a citizen of the United States of America, that it is your civic duty to make your voice heard. Make sure you're registered to vote in the election this November. Find out how you register in your state and get it done. Learn about what's on the ballot and be informed. I don't care what party you subscribe to, just vote. I'm a libertarian anarchist myself. You'll never hear me admit that on air. But you see what's going on out there. Why, it's enough to drive a man to drink. For what it's worth, brand grain alcohol. Wait, you were actually recording that one? Today's Fifty Sheds of Grey is brought to you by Uncle Spanky's Fried Chicken. Don't ask what the secret sauce is. Uncle Spanky's, when you really don't want to know. I also want to say that when it comes to space, too often, for too many years, our dreams of exploration and discovery were really squandered by politics and bureaucracy, and we knocked that out. So important for our psyche what's you're doing. It's going to be important monetarily and militarily, but so important for right up here, the psyche, as if this man has anything between those two vast chasms of ears to actually understand what he's talking about. We don't want China and Russia and other countries leading us. I thought he loved Russia. We've always led. We've gone way far afield for decades now, having to do with our subject today. We're going to be the leader by far. We're behind you a thousand percent, which is, of course, better than a hundred percent, which is all you can really do, but that's okay. No one's laughing at these things. That's okay. This one's too serious, isn't it? America's vital interest in space lost out to special interests in Washington. Except for, of course, these senators and congressmen right here. They'd never do it, right, Dana? No. I am Zool. There is no Dana. But all of that is changing. We know that. My administration is reclaiming America's heritage as the world's greatest spacefaring nation. The essence of the American character is to explore new horizons and to tame new frontiers. Holy shit, he's actually cribbing from Star Trek. God almighty. But our destiny beyond the Earth is not only a matter of national identity, but a matter of national security. So important for our military. And when people don't talk about it, 
That's actually what he said when people don't talk about it. We're going to have the Air Force, and we're going to have the Space Force, separate but equal. I thought they passed a law about that. I thought that you know, they couldn't do that. It's going to be something so important. General Dumbass, if you would carry that assignment out, I'd very greatly honored also. Where's General Dumbass? General, got it? We got it. Shall we yes. read the last email? Okay. The last email is from T. He says, I'm writing this as I'm packing up and about to move, so I didn't have time to proofread this. I are so sorry if bad at English. Shut up and drink your juice, Tugs. <laughs> All right, now that's out of the way. Ruchi, I miss you. Also, shut up oh. and drink your juice. I, <laughs> I hope everyone is doing well, and if not, we're here for you. I'm writing this in hopes that it can help someone where I felt in my life I wasted years. From when I was around 18, I was pretty much living on my own, which meant a lot of freedom to pursue a relationship. Ten years ago, to finally go study with someone that was mature and ready to go on this journey with me as well. Mind you, not everyone is looking for the same thing in a relationship, and that's why I'm writing this. Until, uh, sorry, let me back up. I had four people in my life until I met Zotto, and that pretty much used me for what they needed out of whatever you would call the situation. I wouldn't call it a relationship so we can settle on friends with benefits, which can be great for some people. We'll call them W, A, S, and D. Each of them would lead me in some long form or another of getting what they wanted out of it, be it buying dinner, letting them crash at my place rent-free, or sadly letting them hold on to a part of my life they didn't want to let go. Though Throughout the course of these uh, things would start to get a bit more serious and I would follow along because my end goal is living a happy life together with someone that loved me back. I'm the type to work through a lot of rock to get to the treasure buried deep down, so I would ab ab obligatorily follow the trail they would leave just to, enough to keep me interested. Ooh, piece of candy. I'd ask to take it further and they would give me an excuse. Not a, I'm not ready to commit because that's not what I was asking for, just to take things more serious. The cycle continued for years and to be blunt, shame on me. I finally got my backbone to recognize I was being used and gave up on bothering, keeping things at friendship level, and even turned down some potentials because I didn't feel the vibe from them. It's funny. I always hear people find love when they're never looking. When I finally met Zato and we started to game together, we have to be playing a four-player team co-op game with D, and at this point, Zato and I had taken a step forward in dating. Mind you, it was long distance, but it wasn't secret. That was the first time D had seen this interaction, and after the session ended, he messaged me in pretty much a rage. Though by this time in my life, I had built up a lot more courage to stand up to this and, in short, pointed out all the rejection he had given me over the years, and we were never official. Sadly, this happened with the others as well. Some had taken it better than that. And it made me realize just how deep I was in being used by others. I think back how to I could have never broken that cycle and still been in that situation. With this example being shared, at the end of the day, you might not know what you want when it comes to whatever you consider a relationship, and that's okay. Sometimes it takes a lot of falling before you finally get it right. Have a strong heart to recognize that, and if you fall, get back up. Know you have worth. It can be hard to find and admit it. But when you try, even if it's a small step at a time, you can see it. Talk things out with people uh, you want to consider having a relationship with. This can help parties and clear up a lot of confusion. After all, we can't feel what another is feeling, but we can describe it. It's okay to talk about your needs and wants and be respectful of others when it comes to theirs. I know that if things are unreasonable or they might not match up, it's okay. And it's okay to decline. But if you want to try to make it work, it can be a great adventure. 
Thanks for everything you do, guys. And thanks for reading the time to read the song email. Your friendly neighborhood bear waff bro. I, I, I think I think <laughs> that that email, personally, I feel like that email deserves a clap. Oh, yes. giving him the clap? Okay. One, two, three. Ah, so many good points in there. It's awesome. Well, it sounds like you're taking points. So what are the points you liked? You're putting me on the spot now, Mr. Tugs. Uh, you know, it's just more or less it's about communication. Um, really, you just need to open yourself up. And I understand heartbreak happened. You got hurt. And, you know, opening yourself up again, it's going to be a struggle. And you know what? I mean, when when I had a breakup, Tugs was there for me. And one of the things that he said to me, you are not ready yet for another relationship. And I took, oh hell yeah, no! And you I went. took your advice, and I waited. You know, I mean, yeah, I got into little things here and there, but you know, I, I got into a relationship. At, I think at the right, um, right time. Um, and so I, I think that you need to communicate and communicate with the people that are around you, um, and they'll be able to be there for you and and, and help you out. Um, I also feel like that when you're at that particular point, you know, it's, it's time for you to take risks. If you see somebody that you like, um, let them know that you like them. And you know what? Your heart might get hurt again. It might, but you know what? If you don't take a chance, you're never going to find it. So that's what, that's one of the points that I saw in that email. So. Mathalme, we haven't heard from you in a while. What do you think? Yeah, um, that email was spoke to me for sure. Um, I've, for being 21 years old, you might think I haven't been in a lot of relationships, but I have. And each one was just a step and a step until I finally met my fiancé. But um, yeah, it does take a lot of falling to get to the top of the hill. That's probably the best way I've ever heard that put. <laughs> so, Oaken, this is your first love, first break. Like, um, tell us a little bit about your feelings with this this email, and you know, I don't know. I'm just giving you half half asked questions. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it's your first heartbreak, right? Mm-hmm. So, what do you what do you feel about um, you know eventually? giving yourself another shot. Are you going to be doing that? It's more of a question of when, I think. I mean, it's kind of silly to, to, you know, strike out once and then just give up, you know. Well, you, you only live once and, and why why give up so soon, right? I mean, there's how many billions of people on this this, this planet? There's got to be somebody else out there. Can I ask, I, I want to, this is an open-end question for anybody here. Have you ever felt like after a breakup, like nobody, I, I will never find anybody that I loved as much as that person? I think everybody here can say that. At some point in time, you had that feeling uh, when the breakup ended up happening. And now 
now you guys are in, you know, different relationships and stuff like that. And um, now you could probably say to your past self, well, that was silly to even think that, to think that I wasn't worth anything to be able to be, you know, to be able to be loved again. Like, that's just ridiculous. But it's okay for you to feel that way. It's okay for you to feel that pain. Nobody likes going through it. Nobody loves the pain. But it's okay. And things, like I said earlier, um, things will get better with time. Any other thoughts? Are we at that point where we go to final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think we okay. are. Well, with this final thought question, I want you to answer this question. It, there are people right now that are struggling, that they've gone through a breakup. What are they going through a breakup right now? What piece of advice would you give to them at this particular point? Who are you asking? I'll, everybody. Tugs, go first. <laughs> well, I was thinking, and it's, uh, here's the thing is no one is ever going to perfectly feel the way that you feel when you're, when you're going through a breakup. We all, hopefully all, although a few haven't, have been there and can relate, but obviously no one's going to be able to put your skin on and feel exactly the way you feel. And there's no magic phrase that someone's going to say that will make things better for you. All we've got are platitudes and those suck. They suck because they feel empty. The thing about it is though, that's how we express that we care. And just because you've lost a piece of your heart to somebody, it doesn't mean that you didn't make good memories. It doesn't mean that the world is going to end. And yeah, it hurts. Of course it hurts. You know what? It will get better just like everything else. Any injury will heal if you give it time, you know, and then hold on to the good memories because that's really what it's all about. If I may. Yeah. My advice would be that I know it hurts and I know it's really, really hard, but you can better yourself out of it. Surround yourself with loved ones and friends and get all the support you can while you're going through it. And then eventually when you're ready to take on another relationship, go for it, you know? I Oaken. I guess just to piggyback on that, um, I think it's it's very important outside of your uh, relationship with your, your partner or whatever extent of love you're experiencing with that person. It's also very important to build your relationships outside of that as well. Build up your friend network, build up your, your family, you know, connect with your family members. And those are the people that will support you um, when you do go through that. And, um, you know, I had a lot of great friends, friends here that uh, really took care of me and helped um, kind of prop me back up, uh, you know, to even just the night of and the night after the breakup. Um, and that really helped get me back on track and, and, and helped me initially process the shock of it, of it all. And so it's very important to, to foster those relationships, not with, not just with your uh, partner, but your friends as well. Um, my piece of advice would be to make sure that you know that you are not alone in this heartbreak, in this situation. 
I mean, we've heard that even the person that, you know, broke your heart, they went through a hard time too. And I'm not trying to justify what they've done to you or anything like that. I'm just trying to say that there are, there are other people out there that have also gone through heartbreak and you're not alone and feeling what you're feeling. Everybody has gone through it at some point in time. And, you know, just reach out for the people that, you know, you're closest to, that you care about. And that's, that's all. There you go. All right, that's the end of the show. Yay, bye. Just kidding. We'll be back in one second. No, we're not. What? We're just going to housekeeping. Okay, well, the housekeeping. Whoops. (laughs) That was a legit What was that? Uh, All right. I don't know. All right. Let's go to the... Let's see. Do we... Well, no. Let's just go to housekeeping for time's sake. So, um housekeeping we want to say thank you to our cast both Firebreath and voss for being late oh um so <laughs> we are not going to go to the mailbag due to time okay yes. i am so sorry um one thing that i wanted to ask you guys um in lovely housekeeping is one thing that would be beneficial for us is if there's um if this topic was resonated for to you or if you have some additional comments, we've been noticing that the mailbag has been a little bit droopy lately. Um, please. That's, that's the opposite. What? It's, if it's droopy, that means it's full. Oh, well, it's hasn't been full. So it's a win. So if you have some extra input that you would like us to read on the show, please send that to us. Also, what would be beneficial is if you guys start focusing on sending audio files to us, that makes it much more interesting to hear multiple different voices versus Rue trying to read an email. (laughs) I love that you make fun of yourself. (laughs) Well, I love you, Mr. Puppy Bear. Uh, All right. So, Beyond our cast, who we thank for being late, we also want to encourage you not just to email us, but to comment on the site so it looks like people actually go to the site. It's a great idea, and it costs nothing. You can use any login you have now, pretty much. Participate with us on social media. Yep. So we are on Twitter at For What It's Worth, Google+, Facebook, maybe Mastodon, but we haven't decided yet. Mash that subscribe button. I've never said that in the whole entire like seasons, all of the seasons. I've never said that. Oh my gosh. Anyways. Um, also feel free to join our telegram chat. We have lots of fun little things going on in there. People talking about it. It's things. fairly active. Yeah. It's a pretty good community that's there. Um, and if yeah. you would like to join that, please message me at wine red Fox, or you can on telegram or you can shoot us a quick email into the cast inbox and we'll add you immediately yep all right another thing that we want to encourage you to do and we mean it we really do mean it is if you like the show if you think it'll help somebody tell them tell a friend about the show you know we don't spend money on advertising we'd rather save our patreon bucks for things that are longer lasting Um, and we would like the show to grow. And so that means that we're depending on word of mouth. So if in all these eight seasons, you felt like maybe I have a heart and it has feelings, it's pay it back and tell somebody about the show. So this is our time when we turn our time, turn our last couple minutes to our guests in which they get to plug whatever they want. So 
They're buttholes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Tugs. Mafame, we'll start with you, and please don't plug plug your whatever Tugs said. Well, my buttholes for my fiance. First off, uh, <sighs> but no, you could find me. Pretty much, my username is Mafame Lion Lion on everything. It's spelled M F A L M E, and then Lion afterwards. Um, that's my Twitter handle, handle my Telegram. Um, I do some YouTube videos, uh, con videos. And uh, yeah, hit me up if you want to talk. I love meeting new people, and I'm I'm not gonna bite you. I promise. Can no, I can't. I can't wait to be king. Okay. All right, Oaken. Well, you can reach out to me if you got any questions or just want to chat uh, on Twitter. I'm Oaken at Oaken the Fox, and on Telegram, I am at Oaken. Um, I'd like to plug my furry party night in Salt Lake City fluff party. Um, you can get that on Twitter at fluff party. Uh, we also have a telegram chat if you want to come hang out there as well. Um, and if you're ever in Salt Lake, be sure to hit up, uh, Utah furries. Uh, we got a great community here full of a lot of amazing people and a lot of fun events. So be sure to stop by if you're ever in town. And Voss, what would you like to plug? His butt. No, just all these wires that you've thrown me. (laughs) I'm so organized. (laughs) I have to give a shout out to my husband because we've been here so long. He went downstairs to get me food from the restaurant. I know. He's so adorable. It's a Chinese restaurant. No, no, it's a a Qdoba. Um, We have a Qdoba, a sit down, and then a Menchie's. How fancy. Yeah, it's cool. But I just wanted to thank him on the air because he's saving me from literally going angry. <laughs> well, this has been Rue. This is Batman. This has been Mafalme. And Oak in the Fox. And this has been For, for what, what It's, it's worth. worth. For What It's Worth. You didn't say it, Oaken. Yes, I did. I didn't hear you. I did. Keep that in no, the show. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs>